Remind our listeners that Trish also does a live broadcast every day at 12 p.m. on the BK platform, and people should tune in every day to get the latest up-to-date news from Trish. But we'll also, over the holidays, I got mixed up about these times, so we'll have Trish explain our schedule now what time she actually does her show. Okay, today we will continue to cover the dismantling of the global sex trafficking networks with the latest news and the scandals of Jeffrey Epstein and all the elite pedophiles who have been involved with him and his child trafficking rings and the Harvey Weinstein scandal. The biggest story out this past week has been on the Weinstein trial that started in New York. In the first week of trial activities, Weinstein is facing five sex crime charges that could land him in prison for the rest of his life. He showed up at the courthouse with a walker, and he was admonished by the judge for using a cell phone in court. The judge had warned Weinstein's legal team that cell phone use while court was in session could result in the altered of his client's $5 million bail conditions. His previous warnings ignored. Judge Burke scolded Weinstein in court, saying, is this really the way you want to end up in jail for the rest of your life by texting and violating a court order? The worst news for Weinstein came when his legal troubles were by co- went by coastal. As on the precept of his New York trial, prosecutors in Los Angeles announced on January 6th that the producer has been charged with four felony counts of rape and sexual assault. The charges stem from a pair of anonymous accusers who claim Weinstein sexually assaulted them in separate incidents spread over two days in 2013. When arraigned, Weinstein will face felony counts of forcible rape, forcible oral copulation, sexual penetration by use of force, and sexual battery by restraint. If convicted of Los Angeles charges, Weinstein could be sentenced to 28 years in prison. We believe the evidence will show that the defendant used his power and influence to gain access to his victims and then commit violent crimes against them, Los Angeles District Attorney Jackie Lacey said in a statement. Moving on to Jeffrey Epstein, the worst news for investigative reporters came on January 7th when the news came that Florida Judge Krista Marks has denied the release of Jeffrey Epstein's grand jury records, and we've been waiting for the release of those records for months on end. The hottest topic in the Epstein scandal is still all the news covering Bill Clinton and the entire Clinton family. A former co-pilot of Epstein is reporting that Bill was on numerous flights on the Epstein's Lolita Express, where he says there were underage girls as stewardesses who were all dressed like candy stripers and that Epstein had bedrooms in the back of the aircraft. The co-pilot also said that Bill was on Epstein's plane 26 times. Photos came out this past week in the news showing Bill Clinton posing at the entrance of Epstein's Elite Express with Ghislaine Maxwell and one of Epstein's sex slaves. The biggest story out last month, but ignored by the mainstream media, is that the entire Clinton family spent family vacations at Epstein's Zorro Ranch in New Mexico. The Daily Mail's headline read, Bill Clinton was Jeffrey Epstein's closest celebrity mate and frequent guest at his New Mexico ranch with his wife Hillary. 
The ranch was one of Epstein's homes where underage girls were flown from all over the world. Bill and Hillary stayed at Epstein's notorious baby-making ranch almost every year after they left the White House, according to security expert Jared Kellogg. The Clintons would visit the whole family, he said, not just Bill, but Bill, his wife, their kid, and they would stay at the ranch itself. Bill has also denied ever being on Epstein's pedophile island, but Virginia Guffrey claims she saw Clinton on the island for a dinner held in his honor shortly after he left office. So news outlets are also reporting that Ari Ben-Manashi, a former Israeli spy and alleged handler of Robert Maxwell, told the authors of the new book, Epstein, Dead Men Tell No Tales, that Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell ran a complex intelligence operation on behalf of Mossad to blackmail American politicians, businessmen, and power players, having sex with underage girls to blackmail him. Believing that Epstein planned to marry his daughter, Maxwell introduced him to Ghislaine to Ben Menashe's Mossad circle. Epstein was a simple idiot who was going around providing girls to all kinds of politicians in the U.S., said Ben Panashi, and he was taking photos of politicians fucking 14-year-old girls. If you want to get it straight, they were just blackmail people like that. In a recent interview, Panashi now claims that the main target of Epstein to begin with was Bill Clinton. The next hottest topic in the scandal is still on Prince Andrew since his interview by the BBC. After that interview, the prince was sacked by the queen and was stripped of his royal duties, and his staff was kicked out of Buckingham Palace, and the queen also called off his 60th birthday party on February 19th. The latest news just out in the Daily Mail today is that a masseuse who worked for Epstein has claimed she was introduced to Prince Andrew for a massage three years before he met the pedophile. The woman claims she gave Prince Andrew a massage in the five-star hotel in Los Angeles in 1996 after she was told by Epstein that Prince had hurt his back. The alleged meeting took place three years before Andrew claimed to first met Epstein in 1999. Epstein victim Virginia Guffrey was recently interviewed on the Panorama, and she talked about a really scary time as Epstein's sex slave. She claims that between 1999 and 2002, she was forced to have sex with Prince Andrew on three occasions, once in London at Ghislaine Maxwell's mansion, once in Epstein's New York mansion, and during an orgy with seven or eight underage girls on Epstein's private orgy island. During his interview, Andrew denied every allegation made by Virginia and claimed he never met her or had sex with her. As far as Ghislaine Maxwell, she has been accused repeatedly in court filings of having procured young girls for Epstein and even sexually abusing the girls herself and participating in the orgies. Virginia claims Ghislaine was the first person who made her have sex with Prince Andrew at, at her London home in 2001. We now have reports that Prince Andrew has kept in constant contact with Maxwell, even as they were both embroiled in the Epstein scandal. The prince had a secret meeting with Maxwell in June at Buckingham Palace, and he has been talking to her throughout the scandal, according to the Sun newspaper. The New York Post is also reporting that Ghislaine is is planning a TV tell-all about the Epstein scandal, in part to defend her pal Prince Andrew. She will do a sit-down interview with a big network and defend the Duke. Apparently, she will say Virginia is lying and Andrew never had sex with her, the source told the Sun newspaper. On January 4th, the Daily Mail reported this outrageous story that Maxwell is being guarded around the clock by U.S. Navy SEALs amid concerns that her life is in danger. A source says ex-Special Forces are shuttling Maxwell from one safe house to another across the American Midwest following credible death threats. Well, I want to know why my tax dollars are going to protect this serial child rapist. That's what I want to know. 
Virginia says Epstein and Maxwell set sex trafficker around the world. She claims she has they passed her to powerful figures, including Prince Andrew, Harvard professor Ellen Dershowitz, New York, New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson, financier Len Duman, model scout Jean Burnell, and former Senator George Mitchell. Virginia also claims she was forced to have sex with Dershowitz seven times. Dershowitz is still denying that he was involved in Epstein's sex trafficking network and denies ever meeting Virginia or having sex with her. Virginia also accused Dershowitz of lying about his involvement with another Epstein victim, Sarah Ransom. She says she was introduced to Epstein in 2006 when she was living in New York. Soon after the meeting, he flew Sarah Ransom to his private island where he directed her to have sex with Epstein and various other girls and guests, according to an affidavit that Ransom filed in part of Virginia's lawsuit. At one point, Ransom claims Epstein arranged for Dershowitz to represent her, and during that time, Epstein also lent her out to Dershowitz for sex, the complaint says. At this townhouse, I was also lent out by him to his friends and associates to have sex, Ransom said of Epstein. Among the people he lent me to was his friend, Alan Dershowitz. On one occasion, I was in a bedroom with Jeffrey at a New York townhouse when Jeffrey and Nadia Marcinkova came in. She said, after a short time, Dershowitz entered the room, after which Jeffrey left, and Nadia and I had sex with Dershowitz, Ransom stated. I recall specific details of his person and the sex acts and can describe them in the event it becomes necessary to do so. In response, Dershowitz called Ransom's accusations delusional and once again claimed he never met her either. On December 2nd, the New York Post reported that Dershowitz may be forced to reveal secret communications he had with Epstein's. Lawyers for Virginia said they intended to seek the privileged communications to prove that Dershowitz had his own motivations for lining up the sweetheart deal for Epstein in 2008. I am intentionally ignoring all the news about Prince Harry and his bride leaving the royal family because I view this as just another distraction from the news about the pedophiles running the royal family. So I'll bring Trish on now to discuss all these important developments and we finally celebrate the takedown of these global elite pedophiles and if we have time, we will also give the latest updates on the vaccine wars taking place in this country right now. So welcome to the show, Trish. Hey, Evelyn. Boy, what a disappointment about those records, um, the grand jury uh, documents not being released. And it's just like you really have to ask yourself, you know, whose interests are they protecting with this stuff, you know? And as you point out, Ghislaine Maxwell, a person who's been accused by multiple victims of being, you know, groomed, raped, and sex trafficked by this woman, has yet to be brought in and questioned about this stuff. And in fact, has been given immunity by the sweetheart plea deal that Jeffrey Epstein was able to um, pull off back in 2008. I mean, and the thing is, too, you know, the, I, I, you mentioned also the connection to um, Andrew and how, you know, now the FBI is investigating and supposedly investigating Ghislaine, but it's just like they have all of the evidence already. They have all of the sworn statements and depositions. They have all of the flight records. They have the um, phone records. They have receipts. They have video. Remember John Mark Dukin, who was the Palm Beach police officer who was friends with Joe Riccari? 
Joe Carey was the lead investigator on the 2008 case against Jeffrey Epstein. And remember, Joe Carey gave copies of everything from the investigation to John Mark Dukin because John Mark Dukin had run a whistleblower website for the police officers. And so John Mark Dukin said that there were boxes and boxes of evidence, and and this included many um, CDs of video, and um, he copied everything and just gave it all back to Joe Carey. But then the FBI uh, raided his apartment, his house, and so uh, he fled to Moscow um, and brought all of that with him. He said he's also sent copies of it around to other locations around the world. But he and another journalist, remember Sean Atwood, um, did an interview with John Mark Dugan about those records. And John Mark Dugan, together with a journalist that Sean Atwood also knows, um, and was in Moscow, they um, took a random sample of all of these videos. It turned out, I think there were something like 400 videos um, in this uh, evidence that Joe Riccari gave to John Mark Dugan. And they said that in a sample of like five or six that they took, um, they watched only a few seconds, but long enough to determine the content And what they found was every single one was a video of an older man having sexual um, contact with a young girl. And uh, from what they described, it was inside Jeffrey Epstein's residences, and one of which was in a weight room, and one of which um, was a man they recognized. So the FBI has all of this. They have everything that John Mark Dugan has. Well, they can't say they're looking to investigate her if they're putting out reports that our U.S. SEALs are guarding her. Right, and, exactly. And selling her around the Midwest, uh, Midwest towns in, in America. What the hell is right. going on here? Why is my right. tax dollars being spent on protecting that serial sex predator? I'm well, just over you know, this, Trish. Yeah, I, when I read further about that, my understanding, when I finished... Um, uh, looking into that was that these are former um, U.S. Navy SEALs. So as far as I know, they're um, not on the government payroll. However, your point is still valid in the sense that, you know, what the hell was Alexander Acosta doing, you know, pr- giving this sweetheart deal to Jeffrey Epstein in the first place when they had all of this evidence back in 2008, Okay. Second, we already know that he has ties to the CIA by his own admission and through um, Alexander Acosta's own statement, right? Right. Where he said that he was told to back off that Epstein belongs to intelligence. This is a direct quote from Alexander Acosta himself, the, you know, U.S. Attorney General, or no, uh, Labor Secretary, right? And um, then... We also have now, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Jamie Deluxe. He's a YouTuber that has yeah, done yeah. a ton of work on this topic. And he came across a 1990, um, I think it was 96 uh, article in the New York 
Daily Mail or or something, one of those papers mm-hmm. about um, a I can't remember the guy's name uh, who was renting this townhouse, this property, Jeffrey Epstein's home from Jeffrey Epstein, but it turned out, as reported in this article, that Jeffrey had been renting it from the United States State Department after they had seized it from uh, an Iranian official back in um, following the coup, the, the previous coup. And so Jeffrey, this article confirms that Jeffrey Epstein had direct, you know, ties to the um, U.S. Uh, government and intelligence and um, justice systems. I mean, so it is It is fully established. And it also sounds like, you know, again, um, Ari Ben-Manash saying that he was working with Mossad. You know, uh, Whitney Webb had done this incredible um, piece on, or series of articles on Jeffrey Epstein and his ties to uh, U.S. and um, Israeli intelligence, but she also, so it's corroborated by numerous people that this is a fact. And she also points out that, you know, beyond the CIA and Mossad, um, ever since uh, Meyer Lansky caught J. Edgar Hoover, who was um, FBI director, having sex with a man the FBI has been entirely under the control of the Jewish mafia. It is an arm of the mafia. And the FBI does not investigate crimes for purposes of prosecuting them. The FBI is the mafia's cleanup operation. So they go in and hide all the evidence and then frame anybody necessary to divert the attention away from the um parties who are actually responsible. So, you know, the FBI has clearly been protecting Jeffrey Epstein and all of his co-conspirators all along. They have done absolutely nothing to prosecute this either. So, you know, the, the, the signs are all over the place that this guy is not, you know, entirely protected. And then you have to ask yourself, like, why would they do this? Um, and and the bottom line is that not only are they protecting him, but they're directly involved. They use these operations to compromise powerful individuals themselves. Mike Pompeo, you know, direct quote, I was CIA director. We lied. We cheated. We stole. We had entire training courses. That's what they do. He wasn't just making a random statement. That's what they do. They're criminal syndicates. Well, do you think this story is just bull, just bullshit? I mean, if this, these are former U.S. Navy SEALs. Can our government stop them from doing this? That's a good question, Evelyn. And and they could this stop them from doing bullshit. this by arresting her. She should be arrested yes, for having exactly. Sake. Yes, if they had if they had means to get a hold of her, she should have been thrown in prison right then. Exactly. Exactly. That are sitting around praying across America, following credible right. death threats. I don't give a shit what kind of threat she got. She deserves everything that she's got coming to her. And what about Virginia Guffrey? 
What about all these other women who have suffered humiliation and public smears um, at the hands of the very people who victimized them as children? Right. I mean, it, it's disgraceful. They are the ones deserving of protection and support, not the criminals. But that's how, you know, our government, the U.S. government, is truly, and this is not hyperbole, it is actual fact that our government is an organized crime syndicate masquerading as representative government. I mean, truly, there is nothing legitimate about it. You look at what's going on all over the world with Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria and Iran. I mean, my God, where does it all end? This is all tied in together. Exactly. They would not get away with these fake wars and slaughtering millions and millions of people if they didn't have everyone compromised. These are sexual blackmail operations that are used for the purposes of exploiting the public at large. And and that's what they do. I mean, even with, you know, you see the whole thing with Joe Biden and the impeachment process around Donald Trump, and it's like, they're all getting a cut every time we invade one of these countries somebody is getting a cut and you know it just so happened that joe biden john Kerry, and nancy pelosi were the big um winners in that uh deal and even you know um general smedley butler a hundred years ago he he wrote a book that he published in 1935 where he points out that you know these governments like the u.s spend trillions of dollars on these, you know, dem- democratic invasions. And the, the, even the criminals that make out on the deals only make, you know, in the billions. So we're blowing trillions of dollars for, you know, little profits that go solely to a handful of um, these protected individuals. So it's like well, you know, the, I have a problem with that Smedler Butley's book. What did he do? Come out with it after all this shit had happened already? I know, I know. But all the it, people you know, have slaughtered it, already in all these countries, and then he comes out with the report. I know. It, yeah, I hear you. Uh, but at, at the same time, at least it's confirmation um, of what happened. And he was also the guy. Remember who in um, 1934 gave that sworn congressional testimony about those bankers who were planning a fascist um, coup on the United States and wanted to build um, concentration camps for Jews. This was 1934. And so he... He was the one that tried to warn us all about what was coming with World War II, but... um, he was silenced, and no one was ever prosecuted. So he did, you know, try to do the right thing. And, and, and you know, we at least now we have the evidence that this has been going on for at least a century, and um, we can see the patterns. They're well-established, and, and his book and testimony go a long way to adding tremendous weight to the the statements that we are making in our efforts to bring these people to justice once and for all. Sure. Now, what was that guy, that economic hitman that came out with that book? He's, oh, he's right. Confessions of an Economic Hitman. I yeah, can't remember that, uh, his name. 
over through all these countries, you know, to benefit the corporations and, you know, yep. they just get away with it. Yep. And even that, all these people reporting is still like they just keep right on it going. Yeah. What country are we overthrowing now, Trish? Yeah, they're they're going straight after Iran now. Iran. <laughs> oh, really? Iran, who you've explained many times, has not attacked another country in how many years? Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, hundreds of years. And Iran, though, does not have a Rothschild bank, oh. right? So that's and Iran has, uh, they just found even more oil. Iran is already oil rich, but they just discovered um, massive new uh, wells. So the the urgency has accelerated, you know, for the the Zionists to invade. Yeah, no, I I, I said I'm ignoring the bit about Prince Harry and his wife leaving the royal family, but um, there was one story that caught my eye today was uh, that that uh, that Frank Gustav Clinton's buddy's been hiding him out. Been hiding, been hiding him out. who out? Prince Harry and his bride. Oh Frank really? Gustav. Oh, yeah. So they're hooked right up with that gang. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, you look at Prince, uh, that Andrew. He was the guy negotiating British weapons deals with all of these criminals. You know, Saudi Arabia, Israel, yeah. the U.S., all these criminal regimes. That's what he was doing. That was his official job. Yeah. So he really had the inside scoop for everybody. Of course. Of course, and this whole, I totally agree with you, this nonsense with Meghan and Harry is entirely meant to distract from what's going on with um, with Jeffrey Epstein and, and the revelations, you know, the whole Jimmy Savile thing is getting stirred back up again, and that's very, very dangerous for that family. They're already, um, you know, hanging on by a thread. They're extremely unpopular in Britain, even at this point. And, um, you know, it's, it just is going from bad to worse for them. And, and, you know, the absurdity of this whole maneuver is, is so freaking insulting. I mean, claiming they want to be independent, yet I don't know if you saw that. They've already applied for a trademark on the phrase Sussex Royals. So they fully intend to capitalize on the royal brand, um, you know, for which they have done zero to, yeah. be, you know, I mean, that any benefit of the royal brand should go to the people of Great yeah. Britain, right? Not these freaking freeloaders. And, and this claim of wanting to be independent, it's like, oh, so you want all the benefits but none of the downside, I see. Yeah, you know, it's Frank just Custer. absurd. And it's also, <laughs> it, it's also a way to make it appear that somehow, you know, they're not the freeloaders that they really are. It's like, oh, wait, so are you going to, are you going to repay all that money spent on your wedding? Yeah. Are you going to compensate all those every homeless other, every, people? In the tabloids, every other story is about them. When I got, when I got yeah. up, started looking at tabloids at 1 a.m. this morning. Every other story is about them, some other stupid thing, taking up all the news media. Uh, well, and remember, Evelyn, this, this ties, you know, as you pointed out, this all ties together. Because remember, on that hot mic moment with Amy Roback at CBS, said the royal family would deny them access to the, um, uh, what's his name, 
the older son, Harry, and his brother, um, if if they Prince ran Charles? the story, no, no. no um, Prince, Prince, Will, Prince William, Prince, Prince, Prince William, and Harry, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this, so they were not going to let. Um, CBS get any interviews if they dared run the story on Jeffrey Epstein and his ties to um, Andrew, remember? So that just shows you, again, how closely tied together all of this is. Why would they, why would they not want to air that program? I mean, you know, they, she said herself, nobody knows uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Well, they sure know Andrew. Like, yeah. why wouldn't anybody care? If they care about this nonsense with, you know, the Harry and Meghan leaving the royal family, why would they not care to know about Andrew's affiliation with the child sex trafficker? Well, right. And then there's the report out now that this masseuse saying that she, she gave Prince Andrew a massage three years, three or four years before he said he met Epstein to begin with. Right, you know, every, right. Every day another story comes out. Blowing this all yep. the crap, but then we get the story. They're blocking the the release of those records, so it shuts us down again. Right, right, right. But Evelyn, and then the thing though to remember is that you know we, we cannot expect reasonably any justice from this system that's currently in place. We, yeah. you know, again and again, they have proven to us that that is not going to happen. And so the only way we're going to get justice is when American people themselves hold citizen tribunals, which are entirely legitimate, and prosecute these individuals themselves. Then we deputize sheriffs. Um, Kevin Annette is doing a whole, you know, uh, training program on that. And we arrest them. It really is that simple. And, and Americans really need to start thinking of themselves as entirely, um, you know, capable and justified in doing so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I stay on Dershowitz so much because he's the one out there. He still gets all these programs, Fox News and stuff, to put him on as a pundit on other issues, you know. And every time I see that at the bottom, I put, why is Fox News putting this known pedophile out here as a pundit? In our Good for you. Good and, for and you. So sick of it. Every time I see him, and I, I did the same thing about uh, that Bannon, too. They have him on as a pundit all the time. What the hell is Fox News keep putting these goddamn pedophiles out here as pundits? Like they do not know any peace. These people are no. serial criminals who remain an immediate and ongoing threat to the people around them. If, the, if this guy lived on your block and he was, you know, sex trafficking the neighborhood girls, I'm pretty sure you would have a problem with it, right? Like the average person would not tolerate that. Why would we tolerate it in these individuals who are walking the halls of power under these, you know, cloaks of um, false respectability? It, it's yep. just outrageous. Well, but again, it's due to how it's all tied together, Evelyn, as you pointed out. Yep. Well, I took up a new project now. I got it on my Facebook that uh, I want people willing to pitch in with me on this project. I want to set up and make posters, and I'm going to go around to every church in, this, in Green Bay and put them up there that this place belongs on the child sex registry. 
Yay, that's a great idea. If they're worried about it, that I'll do the delivery. They don't have to do that. I need help in making all these posters. And then somebody said somebody else got arrested or something when they did something like this. I said, well, that'd be too funny. Come and arrest me. Yeah, no, it'd be a great story, right? It'd give us lots of wonderful content to share. (laughs) We have to get them off of our streets, these pedophile priests and bishops. And the and yes. the Pope himself. We yes. have got to step in and take this in our own hands, by God. Yes. I'm ready to do it. This is so no, that's a, that absolutely on right. And on and on and on. Pardon? You, you know, as you're pointing out, even, you know, the Catholic Church is protected by our law enforcement. You know, they do these investigations, they uncover all this crime, and then nobody is prosecuted. You know, it's just like that uh, um, Pennsylvania case in the summer of 2018, I believe it was, where, you know, hundreds of priests were caught victimizing over a thousand children, grooming them, raping them, and filming it, then distributing the violent pornography on church property. That is the very definition of an organized crime syndicate, and under RICO, all those assets should be seized and the place shut down. This was just at six dioceses in Pennsylvania. Imagine, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of these things all over the world, and how many times have we seen reports where these priests, I mean, one after the other, um, are, you know, raping and uh, brutalizing children. Yes, and if we can't protect our children, what the hell good are we? Yes! Somebody what has the hell is the law in now. Yeah, what is our justice system for if it, if it doesn't protect children from that kind of brutality? My God, my God. I know, and it's so sickening. You know, I've been working on this so long, Trish, you know, and even when my radio started, I think it's six years now, we started out with this, you know, that we've got to stop this predation of our children, you know, and we don't seem to get anywhere. I mean, we get up here, and like we get here, we get this case broke open, Epstein, and then his fake suicide, and then now they're not going to release the records. You know, we get so far, and then they stop us in our tracks every time, and that's why I'm going to take this thing in Green Bay to the next level, and I'm going to label every one of these damn churches as perverts yeah. heaven. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I've had it. No, it's true. Yeah. I mean, that's why, again, it's like it's going to be up to us. I mean, there, we just, there should be no doubt in anyone's mind about what it's going to take, and, and it's going to take us as a community that wants to protect our children to, to do something about it. And I don't and, care and if they arrest me or not. Good. Let them take me to jail. That'll make it stand out all the more. Exactly. Good. Arrest me, you dirty bastards. Yeah, and, and, and you... Be a um, good story to write. <laughs> well, Evelyn, did you also see, I mean, talk about evidence that the uh, U.S. law enforcement and justice system is protecting Jeffrey Epstein and his co-conspirators. Did you see that not only is did the video from the night he supposedly died go missing, there's no, the video from the supposed attempted suicide is also missing now, according to 
the police. Yes, and how can this happen? I mean, I watch old yeah. shows like Forensic Files and stuff. They have these videotapes out there in parking lots catching these people, just plain old people, you know, at their yeah. times. The videos are out there. They put videos to spy on all of us all over the whole country. And now, in cases like this, oh, the video goes missing. Oh, the video, another video Yeah, goes like, what's missing. the point of it? If, if it's never freaking working, what's the point? And it's like, you shoplift at, at Walmart? <laughs> that video is always working really well. They catch you before you leave the store. Yeah, yeah, you watch them. Yeah, they follow them around the whole store on their video cameras. Yep. And I watch this over and over on these ones because I watch them to relax at night. And when these video clips come up, it's like, look at what they're doing now. And these would be back in the 90s, these videos. Yeah. I'm trapping everybody yeah. on these video cameras. Like no, said, it's uh, it's really very pathetic, and and they don't even. I mean, you know, they're they're utterly unapologetic about all of it, and and uh, you know, are, are have absolutely no intention of doing anything constructive. So um, you know, really, because he's the one out here that's always going around calling these girls liars and prostitutes and all this stuff. You know, yeah. he's the gutsy one that's constantly out here doing this stuff. How can he get away with this? It's disgusting, but but you I mean, know the what? other ones will say the other ones will put out a statement and say no, I never met her, but that but they don't go on and on and start running them down or nothing. Right, sure it does. He's a particularly God, scummy. I hate that guy. God, I hate yeah, that. yeah, no, <laughs> he deserves to burn in hell for eternity, for sure. And I do believe, but like they're he, saying about that deal that he set up that was protect himself. What deal was that? I don't think I heard that of deal it. in two thousand eight that. Dershowitz was on the team with them, you know, that, oh, yeah. say that they want his records because they think that he set up that deal to protect himself, and I totally believe well, that. of course he did. Of course he did. I think Maxwell's in that agreement, too, protected, ain't she? They, they, in the document itself, Evelyn, this is unprecedented. It states that all potential co-conspirators are granted immunity. That has never, that is never, ever, ever done. You you name the people, first of all, and you establish that they're co-conspirators, but you don't grant everyone blanket immunity. I mean, it is so outrageous. It is beyond belief. But that is the only way Alan Dershowitz could protect himself without naming himself. Well, how could they give him blanket immunity? What was it? Because they they ratted the other ones out, or what? Why, why would they do that? No, I've never heard of this before because, either, Trish. Yeah, I mean, but this is what Alexander Acosta was saying, was that Jeffrey Epstein belongs to intelligence. So this was going to go through no matter what. And and that was that was the way that Alan Dershowitz was able to get, you know, himself and all these powerful people who did not get named um, immunity. And there were, there. I remember the reports about it being, you know, like th- never, never would a prosecutor agree to something like that. It, it's just know. outrageous. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, this bit, that story out, was it this week or the week before about the, about the U- UN peacekeepers raping a bunch of girls and raping a bunch of girls down there in Haiti and leaving them uh, pregnant and homeless and all this. And I said, the only reason they're saying it's girls 11 is because that's the age that the girls get pregnant. They were raping and sodomizing these children long before they were 11 years old. But the yep. story says that, that the 
leaving 11-year-olds pregnant with no place to live. Oh, that's because that's the age they get pregnant at. And when I posted something like that about that story on, on my Facebook page and stuff, I got actual threats. This guy sent me a private threat and told me I'm going to pay for that, for saying that. And then he came oh. on my timeline and told me again that uh, he's going to get me for this. <sighs> oh, wow. You know, well, so remember, Evelyn. Threats. We all get threats right out in the open. They don't give a shit. Yeah, they no, they do, because they are protected. Like, how again, yeah. how many times do we have to watch this play out to figure over out? Over and over and over. Yeah, and, but, you know, it's the U.N., you know, over 100 officers were caught. Remember, this was several years ago. Officers When, when Hillary caught. was in office, when Secretary of State yes. was, one, one took place then, I don't know if this is a new one. Right, but not one of them, not one was ever prosecuted. Can you imagine? Like, what the hell, you know, would be the point of having laws if you never are freaking prosecuting the people who are breaking them? It's the UN. It's the Catholic Church. It's, you know, Jeffrey Epstein. It's the CIA. I mean, they're all fucking doing it, and they're all getting away with it because they are all benefiting from the system. That's why we have to get rid of the whole fucking system. Well, that's what people need to understand. This is what we're fighting against. You can say it a lot clearer than I can because you can map it out good, and I appreciate your knowledge so much, Trish, that, uh, that they're running the show, and this is what we're fighting against, our own government letting this go on. Yeah. So no, it's true. Chris Hedges, you know, he's a former... New York Times editor who ex- exposed the lies of the Iraq war. He's a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist. He um, is one of the few journalists who um, has done, you know, the, the mo- some of the best reporting on uh, Palestine. And um, he he says, you know, I think a lot of people don't know him because he, he's an incredible orator and he uses, um, you know, extensive language, so a lot of people just don't follow him for that reason. But even he says, among you know, and he's a true intellectual and academic, that we have to throw off the whole system. Like, even he says it. And, and this is actual revolution that we're talking about. <laughs> this is not, you know... Uh, fixing something that's broken. I mean, the whole thing needs to go. Um, it's not. It's not reparable. It, it, it's a. It's a fraud through and through. And it seems no matter what comes out about the Clintons, the media prints the story, but nothing ever gets done about it. The latest one showing Bill posing at the entrance of the Lolita Express with Grizzly Maxwell and and one Epstein sex slave. That was just oh, nothing ever gets done about this. Just like nothing, nothing's been done about them spending their vacations at the Zorro Ranch since they left the White House. Right. This shit it right. gets out there now, but it just goes along. Nothing ever gets done. Yeah. 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 God, does it clean Well, the good news is when, clean. you know, when the information does come out now, people believe it. They don't question it as, you know, being conspiracy theory or anything else anymore. It's like, oh, okay, well, it's established fact. And people, I think, view it that way, which is a huge change. I mean, when you think about where we were 
just, you know, three years ago or three and a half years ago with Pizzagate and, you know, the, the efforts to discredit all of that. I mean, we've come so far in public understanding of what's really going on here. So, I mean, you know, I could... It's just like when everything comes out and confirms everything <laughs> we've been saying, you know, he said he never went on Epstein's plane and all this shit. This comes out and it's just like, oh, well, there's another yeah. time Clinton was proved lying. Oh, well, just move on. Just move on. Let's not yeah. do nothing about the Clintons, what they've been up to. They're behind this whole goddamn message. just like that Ben Benashi or whatever he said that, that Clinton was the goal of this the whole time. Well, sure, right, and remember... Clinton was in the White House back in, or Epstein back in 1992. What did he do, pay to rejuvenate the Oval Office or something? To redecorate it, yep. And that's how he got all the spy equipment in the Oval Office in order to get the blackmail material on Monica Lewinsky. And also remember, Evelyn, something else you and I have um, talked about uh, regarding the the decades-long relationship of Epstein and the Clintons um, was that recall in the 2008 criminal proceeding against Jeffrey Epstein in one of his uh, depositions, he, um, under oath, takes credit for the creation of the Clinton Foundation. He said that was his um, brainchild, and he was the one behind getting that set up. Yeah, right. So he's behind this right from the start. Yeah, that fits in with the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It, it, so, it, I mean, and, and again, you know, the Clintons, I, I don't think you, you've mentioned this before, but, you know, they were going every single year um, as soon as uh, Clinton left the White House. They were right. going there. So you're talking, you know, 20 years. So nobody can get a nobody can get a sit down interview with Clinton where they could ask him about all these questions. No, they're they're like um, really scarce these days. It seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reasons. What do you think of the stories you see out about them? But right, I don't know what the hell's going. I mean, all of this is a big distraction. I don't know anymore when I look at the papers if this story's true, if that story's true, if that one isn't. I don't know anymore. I look at these. Yeah. I have no idea. Well, even when they're truth. telling the truth, they're lying. You know, they're <laughs> yeah. misrepresenting it. So it's like you know, the only reason I even look at the headlines now is to try and understand what lies we have to, you know, uh, expose this well, time wait, around. When I mean, they come out, the stories where they come out and say that had to dress as, these underage girls as uh, stewardesses dressed in candy striper outfits when these people were on the plane. How can these people keep denying that they knew what was going on when it's going on right in front of them? Right, and this is the whole um, strategy that is used. Um, again, you know, it's a whole system when they're trying to drum up public uh, consent for war is that they just keep repeating the lie. And they get all the networks to keep repeating the lie. And then, you know, after a certain point, the public just accepts it as truth. 
Right, right. Well, I get the same reaction every time I see George Stephanopoulos at the end of a video on his his channel. He'll come up at the end and tell you to keep watching the channel and all this stuff, and that makes me just as mad as when I see Dershowitz out there spouting about people. Um, Stephanopoulos was at that party that Prince Andrew got in so much trouble before in New York back there, what is it, in 2010 or whatever? Him and Katie uh-huh. Couric and a bunch of them. All, they're all involved in this. Oh, of course they, they are. They don't tell the truth. You know, what yep, the hell were they doing get... at that party? Yeah. Well, and remember, too, it's everybody, as you point out, um, you know, where Andrew met this this uh, club, the Tramp, is a club that was created specifically for old men to prey on young girls. And yeah, right. um there was a Daily Mail journalist who went there. Um, and she herself, at the age of like, or in her early twenties, said she was by far the oldest uh, female in the place, and um, that she was openly propositioned by the all very much older men in the club, and that the she sat down at a table with some of the women who said that they make about 500 uh, pounds a night for going home with one of these guys. Well, this is where, so this is where Andrew met, uh, Virginia, uh, went with Virginia that night. And, um, then Ghislaine opened the Kit Kat club when she moved to, to the U S after her father was assassinated. Um, and she specifically uh, opened it in the um, same vein as Tramp. It was meant to be a gentleman's club where they could go to meet young girls. And this was the role that Jean-Luc Brunel played. He brought the young girls, the models, to Kit Kat Club that were then, you know, passed around to these older, wealthy, powerful men who could then be um, sexually blackmailed. And this was also the club where Donald Trump met Melania Trump. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Elaine introduced them at the Kit Kat Club. So mm-hmm. Donald Trump's relationship and ties to Jeffrey Epstein go way back too. And though, you know, there's only one case I'm aware of that of where Trump himself is accused of um, participating, you know, he is, he is yes, part of a girl that with Epstein, This one report right. that she said right. Epstein and Trump raped her. Yes. I don't know, that story, that just keeps going down, you know, I don't know what to make of that either. Yeah, I don't either. And so, you know, I, one story that is not, you know, corroborated isn't evident. So, but my point is only that, you know, you're that close to Jeffrey Epstein for that many years. You know, you're giving your tacit approval of what he's yeah. doing. So what are these clubs doing, being allowed to open up, up clubs for older men with underage girls? This obviously has been going on for years. Yeah. No, I mean... Open. How does this happen? Yeah. And the same well, with when they brought the, uh, Virginia to that Tramp nightclub. That place don't even open until 10.30 at night. What what the hell do these people think these young girls are doing there? Right. 
No, I mean, you go there specifically for that. I mean, it, it's incredible. But, and yet they'll deny that they're participating in all of that. The, the, the people for whom the club was built and that, you know, patronize it <laughs> on a regular basis. Well, those clubs should be charged now for leaving these yeah. underage girls in. It's out there. Yeah. Why are they yep. still open doing this shit right yep. public for everybody to see? For the same reason that Ghislaine and Jean-Luc Brunel and Alan Dershowitz and Andrew are all still walking free. Yeah, where is that Jean-Luc Brunel these days? Good question. I don't well, know. And the one at the center of it, what's that guy from Ohio that uh, that gave uh, Epstein that mansion and shit? What the hell's his name? Les Wexner. The leader of uh, Victoria's Secret, uh, the Unlimited Corporation. Right. Or yeah, yes, less less less. they're running loose. All of yep. them. Oh, they're yep. running loose. No, it's there's not one. There's not one major power player who's been arrested in this, even though so many of them have been named. Yep. And then there's the stories out about the old trip that uh, Epstein took to Africa with uh, Kevin Spacey and um, what's the other guys? Oh, with Bill Clinton and. The uh, the underage sex slave telling about it and everything that went on. I mean, this was supposedly to help AIDS victims, wasn't it, through the Clinton Foundation? Uh, it's Tucker, so disgusting. Tucker, too, and, and Spacey. So was Epstein flying yeah. for these fake these with uh, queers, too? Uh, good question, because it's from what <laughs> um, everything I've seen, he only dealt in girls. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so... Well, I suppose for them few, he provides the boys, too. He don't care. I mean, anyway, he was involved in that whole child sex trafficking outfit run in Haiti by Hillary and her gang. Right, right. You know, they just get kids up to Epstein's joint and pass them around. I mean, this is horrible. Because when they start these wars, they they start them so they can go and take all the resources and everything, but in the meantime, they're involved in these child sex trafficking rings, they're trafficking weapons and arms and, and uh, children and organs yep. and everything else. That's all part of it. That's where they traffic it all along the same line when they invade these countries. Exactly. Us you know, the, when... And let when it go on and on and on, this genocide all over the globe. And yep. in the meantime, they got their sex trafficking rat lines that are distributing the arms and the drugs and the organs and everything else, t- stealing organs from these kids in these countries that they raid, leaving them there with yeah. their organs cut out and dead. Oh, this is so disgusting. We have got... To yeah, I, I think an estimated 30,000 Syrian children had uh, their organs stolen just since we invaded Syria. And you know, it always comes out and says how many people are killed, and they'll say 500,000. That's an old number, man. I've been following right. this. They invaded Syria in 2011. That number's old. It's got to be up yes. to a million by now that they've murdered in well, the country. Yes, and, and it also doesn't reflect the number of displaced. I mean, there are millions of refugees that are dying in refugee camps because they're, and then are being kept there by the U.S. They're being prevented from going home, and they're starving. They're dying of exposure. The children are getting kidnapped and killed. I mean, it, it's, and this is 
the doing of the U.S. And this is all getting done because of these sexual blackmail operations used to, um, you know, compromise officials and get away with this. And don't you don't you just hate it how that Weinstein just acts like he's so above the law he could do anything, get away with it like well, using his cell phone in court there, and then and then they try to recuse the judge for him saying that that is this really the way you want to end up in jail for the rest of your life by texting and violating court orders? Well, that may be true, but he already violated the court order fifty six times with his ankle bracelet, and he should have been thrown in jail then. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we've talked about that before when I ran them outpatient treatment centers. Plenty of people had ankle bracelets on. If they weren't found one time, them cops would be over at their house arresting them and hauling them to jail one time. I went through this with numerous clients, you know, and they don't leave no room for you to explain what happened either. They haul you to jail. Right. And 56 times. And then we yeah. talked about this before, too. Look at Einstein, uh, Epstein in New York. He violated his court order to go and be checked by the cops 26 times. How do these people get away with this? And right. I only have first-hand experience because I said I worked with so many clients who were under these court orders that I know how right. they're usually handled. And now this, Epstein, 26 times, you don't show up. I'd like to see a client that came in and said, yeah, I just didn't feel like going inside and go. Oh, really? Right. <laughs> you would be in jail right now if you hadn't gone. But yeah, no, I mean, but it exemplifies what, you know, again, what we're talking about in this privileged class that, you know, if, if you have the money and the contacts, you can avoid justice. Yep. Well, they're sure as hell doing it. Well, Trish, good having you. Good to be back again. Um, yes. Thanks for coming on. It was great, Evelyn. It's good to talk always. Yeah. Okay, we'll see you next week, people. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.